Welcome to episode 17 of the Country Line Songwriter Series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top, what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learned along the way. Born in Shreveport, Louisiana, Jordan Davis was surrounded by music from a young age, as both of his parents played instruments and he sang in his church choir. In the middle of three children, he learned to play the guitar around the age of 12 in between baseball and football games. Jordan's uncle, Stan Paul Davis, was a professional songwriter who composed two hits for Tracy Lawrence, 1992's Today's Lonely Fool and 1997's number two hit, Better Man, Better Off. After graduating Louisiana State University with an environmental science degree, Jordan moved to Nashville in 2012 and secured a record deal with Universal Music Group Nashville in 2016. Davis's debut single, Singles You Up, came out in mid-2017. It hit number one on the Billboard Country Airplay chart in April of 2018. His debut album, Home State, was released around the same time, and the second single, Take It From Me, reached number two on the country airplay chart in March of 2019. The album's third single, Slow Dance in a Parking Lot, also topped the country airplay chart. Another new single called Almost Maybes wound up climbing into the country airplay top 10 in 2020. It featured on a self-titled EP that appeared in May of that year. A second EP, By Dirt, arrived in May of 2021, featuring the title track Duet with Luke Bryan, the single hit number one on the Hot Country Songs chart. By Dirt also went on to be named Song of the Year at the 2022 CMA Awards. Davis reached number one again in 2022 with What My World Spins Around, the first single from his second album, Bluebird Days. It arrived in February of 2023, and the following month, Jordan chatted with myself, Stuart Bamford, at C2C in Dublin. The Country Line Songwriters Series with Jordan Davis. You're obviously over playing with C2C. You played in London on Friday. Last night you were in Scotland and Glasgow. Yeah. How's it been? No, it's been amazing. You know, first C2C and crowds have been great. Uh, you know, it's been good to tour with Thomas and Laney. And uh, it's just been fun, you know, tiring, but a lot of fun. I mean, I think we play 70 minutes. So we pack a lot of music in there and the crowds have been great. So last month you released your second album, Bluebird Days. 17 tracks on it. You were a co-writer on 15. Yeah. The very obvious thing that hit me listening is the maturity. Would you think or would you say that that's, you know, a natural reflection of you getting older, life experience, or did you make a real effort to do this? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it came from, you know, having two years off from touring and kind of, like you said, like growing up, you know, I've got my daughter and a son, got another one on the way. And I think, too, like a goal of mine from day one was for my fans to be able to kind of grow with me. And, you know, and I think that, you know, comes with the changes in my life, you know, and um, I do. I feel like I've grown up a lot in these last three, four years. So I do hope that there's some honesty and some maturity in, in what the listeners are getting. Yeah, you're a real storyteller, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what made me fall in love with songwriting. So, yeah. 
you know, I still got a little ways to go, but uh, it's definitely, I, I do feel like this is this is the best record I've ever put out. For sure, for sure. So you kicked off the year by scoring your fifth number one with What My World Spins Around. You wrote it with Ryan Hurd and Matt Dragstrom. It's a real song for the stage because we've been hammering it over here. So tell me how it came together. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think that it actually did start with us kind of talking about how our lives have changed from, you know, I've known Ryan since 2012. So it was funny, you know, kind of going back to that and me and Ryan playing writer's rounds together. And, you know, we've been writing pretty consistently since then. And, you know, that was before both of us were married with kids. So, you know, our, our lives look totally different uh, to where now, you know, it's like we wouldn't change a thing. You know, it's, it's you know, we love our families and we love music, just not not as much as that. Tell me about No Time Soon, because... It's got that sort of atmospheric slow build to the chorus. It's like a Garth Brooks song. Yeah. And you wrote it with your brother and uh, two other brothers, Matt and Josh Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell me about this one. Tonight I'm like a freight train, I'm rolling home to you. My heart's like a matchbook and your kiss is a fuse. The world's gonna have to kick that door in if it won't in this room. So lay down, I'm about to love you and I ain't stopping. Yeah, well, that one's one that kind of kind of came out of uh, being on the road. You know, uh, we spend half the year on the road, and uh, I guess you get to missing your you get to missing your significant other ones. So, uh, or other one, maybe not plural. That one might get me in trouble. Uh, you know, so th- that truly is that's kind of the a song that's kind of uncomfortable to play for. Uh, your buddies <laughs> actually uncomfortable for me to play for Christmas for the first time. But the cool thing about that writing combo is like we kind of push ourselves on on doing different stuff. You know, we never want to get stuck. Me, Jacob, and Josh and Matt write together more than anybody, so or more than anybody that I write with. So I think we kind of pick something different and try to run it down. And that was definitely one we did that on. My favorite is Tucson Too Late. Yeah, man, and yeah, and definitely probably one of my my, my favorites as well. Definitely yeah. top three. And again, you wrote it with your brother and Matt and Josh Jenkins. And um, I believe it was inspired by Keith Whitley's Miami, Miami. I'm racing through the desert, thinking I could catch her, but losing ground in this Chevrolet. And it's 747, somewhere between here and heaven, and heaven knows I let her slip away. I showed up and she's gone, guess I got too song, too late. Yeah, I've always loved Miami, Miami because of the story song of it. You know, Keith Whitley was so good, even going back to, you know, Kentucky Bluebird or, uh, you know, it was love 10 feet away. You know, he was always great at those kind of storytelling songs, maybe not putting himself in that role. And I feel like I've always been real personal in my writing, and I've never really done that. And, you know, and like I said, me, Matt, Josh, and Jake always try to kind of push boundaries and do something different. Josh had that title. And, you know, when I asked him, you know, what's it about? Like, you know, what's the story? And he was like, man, I have no clue. Like, we got to make it up. So uh, it, it was a cool write. I think it's definitely more traditional than any song as yeah. far as the production-wise. You know, kind of a swingy 90s country feel. Uh, but it's been cool to see a song that I thought was really going to resonate with people, and it's, it's cool to see that actually is actually happening. So yeah. uh, I'm excited about that one. And it was the same group of writers who put together your your massive number one smash with Luke Bryan, By Dirt. Yeah. 
named Song of the Year at the most recent CMA Awards. And I loved the fact that nobody was more shocked at the win than you. Oh, dude. <laughs> so by dirt, find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love, but call it work. And throw a little money in the plated church. Send your prayers up and your roots down deep. Add a few limbs to your family tree. Watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard. It all grow up. Cause the truth about it is, it all goes by real quick. You can't buy happiness, but you can buy dirt. We'd had our heart broken a couple of times with that song. So I think, and you know, that was kind of our our last go round at the CMAs. You know, we knew that it was kind of getting long in the tooth. And that was, you know, we were going to celebrate the song either way. And I think that's kind of where the shot came from was we met up for a drink before the show. And we kind of said, hey, guys, you know, win or lose tonight, let's celebrate how special this song was. Uh, and so I, I kind of expected it going elsewhere. I think Chris Stapleton was in the category. So anytime you're against him, you kind of just write it off, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when Reba said my name, it was pretty uh, – that was 100% true shock. I, I did not expect that. And a great moment to share with your brother. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, you know, even now it's tough to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to experience something in music that is going to be as special as that. You know, two guys that moved to town because we love country music and love songwriting, and to win the Country Music Association Song of the Year, it was kind of a, a dream thing, so that one's going to be tough to top. Um, if you're not busy enough, you and your wife have just announced you've got your third baby on the way. I know, man. And... I can tell you how it happened, but uh, <laughs> no time soon. That's how. It yeah. But you know, with already a three-year-old and a one-year-old, I mean, is there a certain part of you looks forward to getting out on the road for a break? Oh, I can't say that on record, <laughs> but uh, yes, you know that's true. Uh, you know, I think even now, like we're kind of beat up over here right now, and it's still early in the touring season. Uh, but it is work, you know. It's 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 fun to romanticize it and think that touring is like this kind of nonstop party. But it is work. But to say that it's as much work as my wife putting up with a three and a one year old, uh, that would be stupid. So uh, I do enjoy my my nights away from my one year old wrecking ball. Man, he's he's in a phase right now, so <laughs> I'll take some time away from it. But that's got to be, we talked about earlier, the songwriting, the maturity, you know, becoming a father and even just watching the world through their eyes as they discover things, that's got to be very inspiring, right? Oh, 100%, man. I mean, there's nothing better in the world than being a dad, you know, and getting to watch your kids grow up and, and getting to raise them. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it brings on a bunch of different, you know, reasons to write songs and... Uh, you know, you wish you could always view the view the world through the eyes of a kid. It's a special thing. So, uh, you know, you wish you could hold on that for a long time. You mentioned it there. Tell me about next thing you know. I mean, when that was written and recorded, you must have thought that's a special one. Next thing you know, you're saving money like never before. Just spend it all at a jewelry store. Getting down on one knee on a mama's post. Just pray she don't say no. Next thing you know, your best man gives a half drunk speech and you sunburn on a honeymoon beach and your left hand's getting used to that ring and there the next two or three years go. Next thing you know. 
Yeah, I did. I mean, I knew it was a special song. It was super personal for me. Josh Osborne and Chase McGill were the only dads on that right. Graylin James was, was on the right as well. But, you know, it was cool even him as a single guy, you know, being willing to go there, uh, you know, with no kids. But, uh, you know, it was personal, I know, for me, Josh and Chase. And to be honest, he's pretty emotional writing it, I think, because, you know, it's there's no slowing down time and – it feels like my daughter was born last week and she's three. Um, you know, you start doing the math, you know, you're running out of years of her being at the house. And uh, I think that that, you know, that, that song kind of cements that. And, um, yeah, it was a tough one to write, but I think that's the reason why it's doing so well is because it is so relatable to so many parents out there. Do you know, I have a, a five-year-old niece, and if I'm scrolling through my phone, photos and videos of her as like a baby, and now she's... She literally calls me fat and old. So you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, dude, I have to stay away from those photo albums. Like, especially on the road, like, you know, you'll get like your phone will pop up like a a video or where you were at last year and you know, all my kiddos are in the you know, that early phase of like, you know, you're gone for a week and they change. Mm. And you know, when you see a video from two years ago and you know, my daughter is just an infant and now She's FaceTiming me. Uh, it makes it makes it realize how quick it goes. Tell me about uh, working with producer Paul Giovanni. Um, how your relationship, your music relationship has evolved and what you think he's been able to kind of capture and develop within your sound? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of me and Paul's relationship just comes down to just being comfortable. Uh, you know, I've known Paul before I even decided to start doing an artist like, and start recording a record. Um, you know, and we've been writing together pretty consistently since then. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I've written with anybody more than I've written with Paul. Uh, so I feel like we both have a like a loyalty to to each other in that, you know, we both started from, from scratch, me as an artist, him as a producer. And it worked, and it's it's continued to, to show that people enjoy the music that we make and enjoy the way he makes it. And I think it, it makes me want to write better songs that push him. And I know him as a producer, you know, he continues to push me as an artist and, and not let me get comfortable. Um, so I think it's always, it's, it's almost like there's no reason for us to, but it's kind of like we both have a chip on, each, on our shoulder. And, um, you know, we still feel like we're trying to prove that, that we're doing something special. And, um, and I, I know we both feel that way. And I don't see it, I don't see it stopping, so... I think that's one reason why me and Paul work so well together. So well together. Back in January, you got to preview the Bluebird Days album uh, with a, a stripped-down acoustic performance at the Bluebird Cafe. You know, to be in that intimate setting and have people really focusing on the lyrics—that must have been gold. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, with you, it kind of you know make you nervous going into it because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you know you're going to find out if if your songs hold up or not because uh, you can't hide behind anything. You know, it was truly just me paul and two of my band guys but at the same time you know me and paul knew that we had a a record that we were really proud of and i think that one of the things we told ourselves was like man you know what at the end of the day no matter who says this record's good or bad um we're proud of it and we're proud of the 17 songs that are on it and we can sleep easy at night knowing that uh and so getting to do it at a place like the bluebird with such history there and being such a, a prominent songwriting room, um, I think we left that night, you know, seeing that, that the songs held up. And, 
and that was a I, for me and Paul that was a really really cool moment for both of us uh, just to kind of show how you know the first record we made Home State we made in his spare bedroom at the first house he moved into when he moved to Nashville and I cut vocals there and we did a lot of the guitars there uh, to where now you know we're making records that get to get previewed at, at the Bluebird Cafe so wow. we're at least moving in the right direction What's more, I don't know about nerve-wracking, because you're like an athlete, this is what you do, but to go in somewhere like uh, the Bluebird stripped-down acoustic or to come to to play in an arena in Ireland, is there any sense of apprehension or nerves? You know, I feel like I'll always be comfortable in, in, in kind of a songwriting setting, like like the Bluebird, just because that's what I grew up doing, mm-hmm. or that's what I started doing in music. You know, right when I moved to Nashville, I started doing writer's rounds. So, you know, me and a couple guitars, you know, feels very comfortable. Okay. Uh, and, and I think the only reason why there's nerves tonight is because it's the first time I've ever played here, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I know I have songs out and I know that I have fans here, but like, you know, you only get one first impression. And, you know, I think that you, you want to make sure that's a good one. So it, nerves, you know, excitement uh, is probably a blend of both. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would say that tonight's a little more nerve wracking than, than a usual show, usual show. I think what you'll find is everybody who comes to this festival in dublin is from belfast yeah so you've already played for these people that's true you know i guarantee yeah. if you say on stage tonight anybody in from belfast what do you hear yeah i feel like i'll get in trouble though can you talk about belfast and dublin there's nobody from dublin in the room oh, okay <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um so after c2c yeah. you're heading out to australia to play and then later in the year you're going to be on the road with dirk spentley i mean yeah this is going to be such a such a fun year mm-hmm. uh, you know i love dirks to death and We've been trying to tour with Dirks for a long time, and we finally were able to make it happen. And I respect Dirks uh, for just, you know, his songwriting, uh, his entertainment. Uh, I respect his band. His band is, you know, one of the best in, in country music and just a good guy. So, and I think it's it's always fun to get out in the summer and play some amphitheaters and um, and get a chance to stretch your fan base again. You know, we're, we're going out on tour with somebody that we've never toured with before, so that's a chance for us to go out and win some fans. So uh, we're grateful for, for Dirks. We're grateful to Dirks for giving us the opportunity. Well, just very finally, uh, last year you played Arenas in the States with Luke Combs. I love that end of tour prank when just before you went to sing <laughs> by Dirt, he walks out on stage and pours a bag of soil at your feet. Yeah. But that, I mean, Laney Wilson was on that run as well. That must have, and like, the crowds that go to Luke Combs and and it seems like if you're associated with him instantly they then come with you as well yeah I mean I, I was actually really shocked that you know me and Luke do kind of different things um, you know I think now everybody's big on putting music and country music in certain boxes and I don't know if you would put us in a Luke Combs box but uh, you know I think that his fans accepted us um, you know and I think that it comes down to his fans are fans of songwriters like Luke's an amazing songwriter and um you know I think that I try to lead with my songwriting so I think that that made a connection um and then Laney I mean how can you not love Laney Wilson uh from the music from the performance uh, so yeah that tour ended up being I wish we could have started the CMAs before that because ended up having you know female vocalist of the year, yeah. I think new artist song of the year and entertainer of the year all on the same tour. Uh, so that was a that was a special one. But uh, yeah, more importantly than than that was just being able to play for his fans and uh, it's cool now that we're we're in the talks of starting another tour and we're definitely going back to those markets to to see him again. So 
it's going to be a be a good end of the year. The Country Line Songwriters Series with Jordan Davis. More episodes from this series are available on the Country Line app and website, or just search for the Country Line Songwriters Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.